Welcome to High on the Hog with Meryl Schindler and co-hosts Joanna Belson and Janice Hardoon. This is a podcast about all things cannabis. Tune in every week as Meryl, Joanna, and Janice discuss the medical benefits of CBD and THC products with each other, as well as with informed guests from the cannabis industry and the lawmakers who regulate it. Enjoy the show. This is High on the Hog, the podcast, the show that lets you know what's going on out there in the wonderful world of CBD and THC and medical cannabis. It's doing wonders. It's doing wonders for us. It's um, it, it's it's helping a lot of folks, myself included. I'm Merrill Schindler. I've been on the radio for decades. I've drunk a lot of wine over the years. I've done a lot of stuff, but nothing has helped me like um, like like CBD and THC, and it helps in so many different ways. I'm sitting here with Janice Hardoon of the uh, Koreatown Collective with. Joanna Belson, who I don't offend my Colorado soccer mom, though, though you know, it, that's, that's, um, that's, that's descriptive. And with Cammie Cutter, who's a consultant within the, the cannabis industry. And what we're talking about is some of the products. People want recommendations. How do you, Cami? how do you figure out what works for you? I know Janice always gets people coming to the store and says, I have... You know, I have migraines, I have this, I have that. There are so many hoops to jump through because you really have to make an almost instant diagnosis of what the problem is. You know, and they may say they have one thing when it's really something else. How do you do it? Right. It's really actually difficult. And every single individual person has a different endocannabinoid system, which basically makes the difference of how they process all these cannabinoids, terpenoids, and flavonoids, and how they feel. So something that I might give you might not work for Joanna and vice versa. Um, I like to first kind of find out what they have tried and what they found that works or might not work. And then I kind of try to find out what their schedule is because obviously I can't give a heavy edible to someone who might have, you know, kids waking up in the middle of the night they might have to attend to um and then i kind of give them a couple products and hope something works the only unfortunate part about that is you don't really know until you try it and it is not a cheap exercise to find the right cannabis product that works for you and unfortunately there's not a lot of research to help you in that effort of finding the right thing that you works know, back for you. before it became recreational you could sometimes correct me if i'm wrong here get samples you know there were there were people giving right. out samples in the Absolutely. stores and it 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 would it would sure help i i janice how do you deal with it someone comes in and they complain of you know let's say migraines okay you've got about three seconds to figure out what they really have, what they need. How do you do? How do you do it? Number one, I have more than three seconds. If you're going to come to me <laughs> and give me an ailment, um, we're going to talk about what, how you, why you have the migraine, how you are comfortable dosing to treat the migraine, what you're currently using for the migraine, 
Um, we're going to ask a lot of questions and derive the information before we make suggestions. Let me tell you, my my, my general practitioner doesn't do that much. Yeah. You know, it's basically, yeah, I'm going to give, put you on and he'll put me on something. He's probably working with Obamacare <laughs> and I choose not to do that. <laughs> it's it's a difficult it's a difficult thing um you can you can try to get people most of the way there but until they actually use the product you never you never know and so hopefully you know a, a lot of it's based i mean we want to believe we really want to believe and it's you know as as we have said here on the show you know sometimes placebo will work too i mean it's you know it's uh if a, a placebo is based on belief if right. you believe that that sugar pill you're taking uh, just cured your headache, well, then it cured your headache. I mean, that that's that's what happened. And I think that California is doing something really cool with this um, phase three testing that just came in with putting terpenoids as well as cannabinoids on the products now. Um, so now you'll be able to see what terpenes are in the product, and terpenes give the entourage effect for the cannabinoids so terpenes kind of what you smell is what you feel um so you it'll the top five terpenes will now be listed so you can kind of knowing those terpenes knowing that um the myrcene is going to give you uh sedation and body high and relaxation versus like um a lemonine which is going to give you that elevated mood and stress release that's something a bud tender will now be able to pull the package look for that terpenoid and be like okay this is something that can help you in addition to the cbd and thc so now say maybe someone wants like a little bit of thc and a lot of cbd like a 10 to 1 and then wants it for you know sleep and rest you'd get a 10 to 1 that has high mercine profile on it and that's going to be more likely more helpful than just like we kind of used to do it is the you know shoot and pray method uh, but cammy that's so optimistic i mean i'm in the, I'm in the food business <laughs> all you could have is i'm this in the food business and I, I mean mcdonald's puts the calories and the fat and everything on their products nobody who's eating mcdonald's cares they're not reading the stuff they just want to know is it good? Yum yum, or um, you know, are, are the fries crispy? Yum yum, <laughs> or um, you know, will this product, will this mint, will this chocolate, will this um, cookie, will it help me? Everyone is hooked on the amount of THC content on a number where people they're hooked, but they don't really understand. They it. don't understand it, and those numbers are really not consistent because every lab uses a different baseline and until the government decides to really be involved and want to take something other than our tax dollars that they have a standard so that if you're going to do weather temperature and you know 32 degrees is freezing in fahrenheit everyone has that same thing and every thermometer is based off of that so you know what exactly the temperature is the same thing needs to be said for these machines that are doing the testing they need to be calibrated and working the same way but Merrill's machine is going to test and have a different baseline than Joanna's and then Cammy's is going to be completely different as well just remember that ignorance is universal and well accepted within our society oh, ignorance was bliss <laughs> <laughs> and, con- uh, well, and common sense is not so common <laughs> I mean look I, I, I've got a weather app on my phone it'll tell me the barometric 
pressure. I've been looking at barometric pressure for my whole life. I have no idea what it even means. I don't know. That's if it's how much it's going to rain. Yes, yes. And you know what? You and know he what? lives in Los Angeles, so he doesn't care. Um, you know, I, I know if it's going to rain because my knee hurts. That's, that's not all there is to there, it. That's your barometer. Okay, now someone else uses a different barometer. And then we'll I, give I you some headache. CBD for that knee. <laughs> so what will eventually happen, I feel, is that kind of like, you go to the drugstore now, right? And you look at the Robitussin. It's like Robitussin plus, you know, cough, cold, chest congestion, runny nose. Well, you'll go into the cannabis place. You'll be, it'll be like sleep plus CBD one-to-one sleep plus. And all that the general consumer will see is sleep plus, but we'll know that's, you know, maybe a heavy CBN with a high mercine profile that's giving you that, that sleep plus. But, General consumer is going to be like, yeah, Sleep Plus. Let's well, get some of that. Um, you know, a friend for their their anniversary, uh, she sent out pictures of, of what she had gotten. She she go to one of the stores. She got some of the doset pens, and um, I, I think she got the one that said like it was like passion and whoopee <laughs> and you know and and um, you know uh, do it all night long and whatever whatever it said. And she she. You know, she said, well, we're going to have quite an anniversary here. And I saw her about a week later. I said, so how they work? She said, we both fell asleep. You know, it's like, <laughs> uh, ultimately, you fall asleep. You know, it, it, it may say that it will fill you with passion, but it's going to make you sleepy. Yeah, I mean, and it's, and like I said, it's the endocannabinoid system because yeah. my boyfriend smokes OG Kush all day. And I think it tastes gross and it makes me feel like crap. I like to smoke fruity sativas, and he smokes that, and he's out. I smoke his stuff, I'm out. I smoke my stuff, I can smoke all day. And literally, it's because everybody's endocannabinoid system, this word is very hard to say. But they, they, offer, all the, <laughs> they offer all the systems. I mean, I'm, I'm a great drunk. I know <laughs> after two glasses of wine, I'll be sound asleep at the table. I just know that. So I'm not a mean drunk. I'm not up all night. I'm, I'm not beating people up. I'm just going to be, I'm going to fall asleep. I know I'm going to fall asleep. I can count on that. I'm a mellow, easy drunk. I may slur for a little while and then I'll fall asleep. (laughs) And the morning I'll say, I I ain't drinking no more. And they'll say, yeah, but I ain't drinking no less. Uh, You know, it's, it's, uh, it, it we you're it's not just a cannibal system. It's all the systems. We all react very differently. Um, The thing is with, uh, with drinking, it doesn't cost very much to figure it out. Right. With this, uh, the, the the trial and error uh, can, can can be can be pricey. You really. That's why you know we need this show to give people, you know, a great inkling. And speaking of shows, my understanding is that there are a huge number of cannabis shows out there. Like a cra- they're happening all the time, right? I keep hearing about these these great big shows introducing, are they always introducing new products? So there is a couple different kinds of shows. There is the Prop 215 shows, which are called Seshes, which are a lot of the street vendors and deep in the medical where they're literally selling pounds of weed out of turkey bags on the top of a, you know... Um, a parking structure or at the fairgrounds then there's these new amazing bcc events coming out like hall of flowers where it's all of the licensed companies selling to other licensed people where you get to try all of these new clean 
like proper products. Um, California is so interesting in how you've had this Prop 215. No, no other uh, state really had the open sesh market like you guys did. We never had these places where you could go and just pick up weed that wasn't a dispensary. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how California balances it. The newest, coolest thing they've just done is um, make um, consumption lounges legal. Now there's going to be five coming up in West Hollywood and there's about five up north where you can go and try your product. Um, Like brands will be able to go set up and let people try those products. So maybe... Will it be... Will there be a charge for it? It's it's still it's everything's still really gray. Um, in the past, they've set them up under like private memberships for clubs, and you know you pay your membership and then you're good forever. In Oregon, they made you rent a locker basically, and you'd buy a, you'd have to buy a certain amount of product that could only live in your locker. You couldn't even leave the premises with it. So every time you came, you smoked what was in your locker. God forbid. Yeah, God forbid you left a half-smoked joint in there. You ruined all your weed. There's so many weird ways that they could go about it. It's going to be a matter of what they choose to be the real. There's also a quirkiness to it because a lot of the edibles are based on not really affecting you for a couple of hours. So you're going to have to sit around in that room... Like, I don't know, watching CNN or whatever, <laughs> you know, for a couple of hours. Well, that'd be a bummer. For a couple hours, you know, just, just waiting for something to happen or something not to happen. Right. And edibles are dangerous. I, I think edibles are be slightly dangerous at a consumption lounge just because most people don't understand how they work. And basically how edibles work is you eat them. So you get some absorption through your mouth and your spit glands. Then it comes down through your liver and when it's processed through your liver the thc profile actually changes um it changes into an 11 hydroxy thc which is like three times more potent um psychologically and so people don't understand like they're good they're chilling they're chilling like i ate this i'm feeling a little high but then two hours later they're floored well it's because digestion takes a minute that stuff doesn't hit that liver immediately and then when it does, it's giving you a completely different can, uh, cannabinoid than you'd started with. So sometimes people will take that and then they get in the car and then they drive. It might not be the best bet for these consumption lounges. Or, or if you're Joanna's mother, you, they wind up unconscious on the floor oh, saying nothing, nothing was happening. If nothing was happening, I'll just take more. No, it's nothing. still nothing happening. I'll just yeah. take more. She's going to kill me. Yeah, that's okay. The, the that's motto, okay. the motto. I have an edible company I own up in Oregon, um, uh, that taffy and reefer rolls. And our motto was always: you can always take more, you can never take less. And I mean, right. it, it edibles will screw people up. And I mean, my reefer rolls I had at my lowest one was 150 milligrams, and I had them up to 500 milligrams, and I. St- still hear stories of oh man i ate that and i just slept for two days and i'm just in my mind i'm horrified as like i i literally told you to like lick that or yeah. take like a millimeter of it and they're like oh no i ate the whole thing and i'm so like when you oh. say reefer roll is this like a jelly roll it's you know, um it's, like it's a, a taffy a ta- okay so it's taffy yeah it's a, it's it tastes kind of like a mix of airheads and starbursts had a baby um and that was 
I didn't like edibles because I'd always get these cookies and these, you know, baked goods that just tasted like crunchy and old and just gnarly. And I wanted something that didn't taste like weed because I just wanted to be high. And at that point, I was like still serving tables, making edibles off my kitchen table. So I, I couldn't smoke during work. And it's really funny. Well, um, you could, but you don't make for an interesting experience so for everyone. That's a funny story. In Florida, I actually, um, in the middle of one of my crazy bartender shifts, I was like a 10-hour shift. I was burnt. I ran out the back. I lit a joint. My boss, who literally never came, comes around the corner and they're like, what the hell are you doing? You're smoking weed and you're fired. You can't be fired now. We have to make it through this shift, but you're fired. I go, if I do anything the rest of this shift to screw up, you can fire me. But if you tell me I don't go in there and I'm a 10 times better worker, I get to smoke weed at work. Went through, got the end of the shift, and he goes, you're not allowed to come to work not high. <laughs> he, and then the next day I come to work, he literally got me a little joint roller and these papers that looked like cigarettes. And he goes, stand over there. He goes, behind the building. Stand under the camera so I can see you. Nobody can smell cannabis over the cameras. And I'm like, great. And that's been, you know, I, now I don't think that would work for a lot of jobs. So I ate the taffy, but it's. <laughs> and that's why I love Cammy. <laughs> I also no, don't give a fuck. So I, I, it I don't I don't want to complain too much here, but I try to keep sugar out of my diet. So if you could like make a few sugar free taffies, it would be appreciated. Oh, absolutely. I think the biggest spot in the um, edible or the biggest hole in the edible thing right now is the low sugar um um not sweet low salt because a lot of the people who want to eat the product are diabetes are diabetics or have you know medicines that affect what they can and can't use or keto or something like that it's like you know i and i I don't want to mess up my diet with um you know a little, little medical here yeah and unfortunately the majority of the edibles are sugary you know desserty treats on the other hand, in this state of California, they've also made it illegal to have milk or meat be in edibles or have frozen edibles. In Oregon, I sell edib- we sell edibles in ice cream. We sell frozen meals with edibles. You know, the fact that you can freeze something. I've had oh, weed beef jerky. I've had weed vegan beef jerky. Horrible. <sighs> yeah, but vegan <laughs> beef jerky is horrible weed or not it's weed, okay? extra bad it's, with it's, weed. It's extra bad. And this brings brief, back, by the way, to Joanna's, Joanna's story you sent me about kosher cannabis. Yes. Kosher, kosher um, products. So not having milk or meat would allow it to be kosher. Yes, and the Jewish community clearly needed a kosher option, and we asked and we got. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Thank and, you, but, Hashem. But then you have to make a kosher Passover model. We do. We just have the greens be the uh, marijuana on our Passover table. And You're invited <laughs> this year, Meryl. And it'll it'll help. Let me help you. It'll help me get through through Yom Kippur so much better. Let's just say the family dynamics are amazing at all of our <laughs> holiday meals. We just call them appetizers now, and everyone's out in the open, and we just have appetizers as a family. By the way, I gotta get back to your sesh thing where you said they could sell it out in the open and everything. Yeah, it's yeah. We used to call that uh, Hate Ashbury uh, back in the Close. day. We used to call it the street yeah it's cl- i mean i went to one i can't help it i 
the culture that you guys have had for the last 20 years is just insane. And I know I shouldn't be at the sesh, but I just want to go and see and and see what these old school like uh, medical people are doing. And then there's some also some amazing brands and people who are doing everything right that need some licensing. And I have a couple groups that I'm like, you, you're amazing here. Here's a facility for you. Let me help you out. Because I have a bunch of suits who are like, I bought this building. I have all these licenses. I have brands. And I'm like, well, what are you going to put in those brands? Cannabis. Well, what kind of cannabis? The one that gets you high. Okay. <laughs> That's not going to help. Uh, no. So this is a high class brand. So you probably want some kind of like a hash rosin. Maybe, a, uh, you know, you, you guys are kind of OGs. So maybe we go for some you know, OG strains, and we're like, you need this, 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 Isn't this. Isn't OG old gangster? Yep, original gangster. Original gangster, yeah, okay, thank you. It is, so, California has ran on OGs being the most popular cannabis. You can, and that's, that's the one that ships, too. That's what everybody on the East Coast wants, too. So you guys have been growing OGs heavily here for a very long time. Because <laughs> that's what the West, the East Coast wants. And oh, look, I, you know, actually, this is interesting. Does stuff get shipped up from Mexico anymore, or is that, like, long gone? I think it goes to the East Coast, because that's what you see over there. It's horrible. I mean, it's probably changed recently with the legalization, but I know in the past you know, several years, we, it's horrible. We always get kilos, and we split Dirt. them up, and, you know, you get the kilo, and as you, as you as you take out all the the steeds and the stems and you know you'd find like rocks they'd put in there <laughs> you'd find coins you'd find pesos oh absolutely you know it was you gotta I, make, I, you I gotta make the weight heavy home. it's like yeah to give it more weight yeah and you know so you, we still got down to a pretty good amount but it was like you know and it was always wrapped up in a, um, a Spanish language newspaper of course it was it was just a, a great great ritual it was <laughs> like how did it come in how did you get this stuff in I the, don't know the crazy thing is now there's a lot of California weed going to Mexico because Mexico is just now becoming legal and they don't they don't grow the quality stuff we do so there's a in lot its of own way this is truly tea to china yeah i mean can <laughs> california not only has some of the best growing conditions um with the emerald triangle in the world but you guys have been doing it quasi legally for a couple decades now and you grow better weed than yeah. anybody in the world and sorry anybody hearing me from washington and oregon yes i know i said that uh but come down here it's true <laughs> no i look I, I mean i go back you know uh, uh, janice is always making a point of, of you know that i'm ancient but i go back to the um you know the, the day when you know it all came across from mexico and then you started hearing about these people up in mendocino yeah you know and, and they were recording some righteous righteous weed up there in mendocino you gotta try this stuff man it's one toke stuff and then you'd go on a trip to like Maui and something was Maui Wowie and it was Pakalolo and it was like, hey, you got to speak to this dude. He gets the best, the yeah. best weed on, on the island. And, you know, when you're dealing with Maui, you're dealing with the best, best. Uh, I remember being on a uh, an adventure tour in Kauai a couple of years ago and I was talking to the guys at the front. And I was doing the shaka bra thing, you know, with the fingers, you know, showing I'm, I'm, I'm like one of the, I'm one of them. And I said, "Well, you guys get your pakalolo," and they almost crashed the bus into a tree. <laughs> they could not believe they were hearing that from a from a gringo. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, I, I know my way around. Yeah. However, right. if you've ever been to Kauai, when you'd hike along the um, the, the trail there, uh, the Kalau Cliffs. Um, you were always warned, don't walk into the valleys. Don't go into the valleys. They've got AR-47s uh, in there, and they will shoot you. 
they will they will they will shoot you because that's that's where they grow in. They will shoot you first and ask what you're doing there later. Oh, that's, well, that's anywhere. I <laughs> I did, I it's, I've had a couple of people hit me up, but we're going to wait because this is only, I'm only halfway through my chapter. I'm not sure. Maybe your Lady Gaga playing you or, you know, Reese Witherspoon in a few years. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's been a wild ride and I think back on the stuff and I'm like, it sounds crazy. It sounds so crazy. I can't even believe, but... When I quit my commercial pilot job, I was like, prohibition breaks once and I have to go. I have to go. And whatever that means, I'm going for it. I have no kids. I have no husbands. I have none of that. I have a drive to kick this cannabis thing's ass. And so I've gone all sorts of places I probably shouldn't have and done all sorts of things just to continue to make this white market push and like I said, this is my third state, and it's it's crazy to see how your guys' medical market, which was our black market, is has worked down here. How is the in terms of the whole Western United States, Arizona, Nevada, are are they all close? Yeah, so Arizona's still medical. Nevada is okay. wreck, full on wreck. You can go right. if you go to Vegas, you can go buy your. Well, cannabis. Vegas. Yeah, it's the whole state, though. <laughs> but this is the horrible part about that. You can go buy it, but then if you walk into a club, they'll take it from you. They're like, oh, well, we can't have cannabis in our on our campus. And I'm like, okay, casino. You, you, mean, you mean like on, on the strip? Yeah, so last year at MJ BizCon, I had like almost $1,000 of cannabis taken from me because, you know, it's MJ BizCon. I'm stocked with stuff and I'd have my joints on me. We'd go into like a club and they'd look through your purse first to make sure, you know, you didn't have a gun or whatever and they'd take your cannabis and they're like, oh, well, we're just putting this anonymity box and I'm like, I, and at that point I had my medical card and if you had your medical card and you bring it to Vegas, they write you a form saying you're legally allowed to have it there and I'm like, I have this form that says I'm allowed to have it. They go, but this is private property and you're not allowed to have that here. This what, what happened to, um, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, they, apparently you can't smoke weed, but then this year... They, they, I, they got hookers working out of mobile homes. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, it's real weird. But, I mean, I, I have a very... I don't give a fuck attitude. So like this year I had my little Puffco dab rig and I was smoking dabs all over this, all over this thing. And I just, I like to push the boundaries because if someone doesn't do it, no one will. Not that I should be smoking joints in public or anything, but, or sitting here with my dab rig on the street, but. I, I think it should be normalized. You can explain a few things. What's a dab rig? A dab rig. Um, so it's what you smoke concentrated cannabis through. Um, oil or like a hash. Um, you mean like little, little, little um, e-cigarette type, type yeah. things? Yeah. So yeah. that's the next step up from that. So those little cartridges everybody smokes, that oil that's in there, you can also dab, which is basically a high heat... Um, Oh man, you basically put, <laughs> explaining dabbing, um, you you put this oil on, it looks almost like a bong does, only it's this little glass bowl and you heat it up with a blowtorch right. and you put this little dab on there and it vaporizes and then you smoke it. Um, this little Puffco I have, uh, it's a like an e-nail dab rig, it's a little electronic dab rig so I can carry it around and not have a blowtorch on me. And just put the concentrate in there 
and smoke it in public. I have it in my purse. I can show you. But how is it different from just the e-cigarette type thing? It's a higher potency. From the jewels and all those. Yeah. It's, like it's not. Bong. It's not. It's just cannabis in there. Okay. And But the, like, I can have people sitting next to me all day and they'll be smoking those nicotine things inside and nobody will say anything. Yeah. I hit my pen and they're like, oh, well, it smells like weed in here. I'm like, so they can just smoke right. cigarettes inside all day but and i what, can't what is that, what is that um of the pax thing that, that that's I've a got? vaporizer yeah and well. it, i mean it's very right you know i think it's very funny that it works through your phone yeah uh, that, 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 that <laughs> one had me completely befuddled you know and you have to charge it through your computer but you know <laughs> otherwise it was like you know they, they all seem kind of like the same thing except they they're are. not interchangeable the biggest difference seems to be some are disposable and some aren't right so you you're know? gonna have your disposables um, your kind of your standards, which are your packs, which is a pod technology in that same category is the 510 um, cartridge technology, which is the screw thread. Yeah, the screw thread that you mostly see. Those two are the big ones right now. Then you have what I'm talking about, these little dab rigs, which they literally call rigs. That's a permanent like um, piece of hardware that you use that you just refill the product right. in. Um and those are for people who are a little bit more serious. You're going to be smoking concentrates that are a bit higher in uh, potency or pure in potency than yeah. um, what you're going to buy the, in the a The thing pen. with the dab rig, which, which um, Joanna was just good enough to show me, is that, I mean, they're not, they're not, they're not particularly portable. No, they're not. Um, and yeah. actually, I, um, I didn't realize how like not normal they were until I went to I brought mine to a Thanksgiving and apparently busting out a campfire blowtorch um, and putting it on a pipe (laughs) looks a little sketch to people who don't know you Um, it looks pretty hardcore yeah and like this is this is my favorite thing this is a dab rig this is the new this is the new updated it's thing. It's very slick. It's quite attractive, but it's not particularly portable. The, I mean, it just came out of my purse. See, I carry I this don't thing. Carry a purse, honey. Get, uh, get, get with. Well, actually, I do. I don't. I don't think that's going to fit in your pocket, Meryl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one's not. Is, is that a dab rig in your pocket? Or you're glad yes. to see me, right? <laughs> <laughs> just happy to see you. <laughs> I'll tell you, Cammy's a great friend to have because she always travels with her dab rig. <laughs> I guess it's Meryl Schindler. It's Joanna Belson. It's Janice Hardoon. It's the wonderful Cammy Cutter. Cammy, you're a wealth. Of, <laughs> I hope you can be back here. Absolutely. This Anytime. I live right you're, down you're the street. Are, you were about as much fun as you can have with your clothing on. <laughs> you are just terrific. The show is High in the Hog, the podcast where you learn everything you need to know about CBD, THC, and so much more. Plus, hopefully you get entertained. God knows I am. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more High on the Hog.